It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked on Flyers podcast for Wednesday, April 28th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that uh, wants to say two down, two more to go. <laughs> We're halfway there. All <laughs> oh, this devil's, devil's week. week. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a trying it's a trying time for me, for sure. But if you feel the same way, commiserate with us on Twitter at Locked on Flyers. We'll also keep you up to date on all the Flyers news, all of our podcast episodes, and all of that good stuff. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. We're your hosts. I'm Danielle. And I'm Rachel. And today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locker Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, so we have a pretty jam-packed episode today. We're going to recap last night's game versus the Devils, talk about the NHL's TV deal, and then wrap up with our mailbag. Locked on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, so make sure you subscribe to get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. All right, so before yesterday's game, there weren't uh, a lot of pregame notes, pretty much expected, um, no injury updates or anything like that. As we talked about in yesterday's episode, Igor Zamula enters in the lineup and he was paired with Travis Sanheim. So let's get into the lineup uh, from last night's game. The forwards, it was Giroux, Couturier, Voracek together, Faraby, Hayes, Konechny together, JVR, Lawton, and Allison, and then Limblom, Cates, and Patrick. And then, of course, for the defense, Provorov with Braun, Sanheim and Zamula, and Haig and Myers with Elliott in net. Now, last night, the Flyers were unable to complete the comeback and fell to the Devils 6-4. to four. Watching that game, man, Rachel, I, <laughs> I, I don't want to start off negative. I have special teams here first on my list. So uh, let me just first ask you, what did you think of Zamula? He was the bright spot coming in, to me anyway. I uh, want to get your take on how you think he played. I mean, you could start off by saying nice guy tries hard, but um, <laughs> I think that he actually was working very hard and I think he was trying to keep his game pretty simple and just do the right things from, you know, trying to be effective on breakouts to being in the right position and just making sure that he could keep up with the game. That was his goal and he did it pretty well. And I was looking and I think he actually had the most ice time at five on five of anybody on the team. That's actually very surprising to hear, especially because we always hear that AV doesn't like to play the kids. So very interesting to see that he ends up with the most five on five ice time. I agree with you. I, you know, I mean, I was surprised to see Zamula called up so quickly. Uh, and I would have figured I he would get more time just practicing with the team, but granted the team doesn't have that many practices. So they just wanted to see how he does get him in a game. 
I thought he played well for the limited amount of time that he had to prepare for this game and the fact that he was paired with Sanheim. I know at this point Sanheim is a, I don't want to say veteran defenseman, but he is a guy that you can put a newcomer with. But I don't know if this was the right situation for him, but I do think that he did as best as he could in the situation that he was put in. What uh, were some other positives that you might have uh, came out of this game with? You know, I think if there's anything that can be said about these last couple of games, it's that if you are hating on Claude Giroux or mm. think he doesn't try hard enough or think he's a terrible captain, like what is wrong with you? Honestly, <laughs> I, I think that he just tries to step up in every single game. He tries to make things happen. He battles on those face-offs, which he's fairly successful at. And, you know, you could just see it in his face emotionally when he's trying to get something going and how mad he is when he gets something wrong and, you know, how enthusiastic he is when he scores a goal like that as part of an mm-hmm. attempted comeback. And this season has been such a roller coaster and terrible in a lot of ways. But despite all of it, it has actually strengthened my opinion of him as the captain of this team. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Claude Giroux, it's it's sad, you know, like as good as he is and, and how much he cares and he is so competitive and he wants to win on a season that's going the way it is. It's I just feel bad. I, I just I want a completely different outcome, if not for me as a fan, for him as the captain, because he deserves to be in the playoffs. I agree with you. Anyone who is criticizing Claude Giroux, they, they need to have stopped years ago, but also games ago. If anything, he is the brightest spot on this team right now. So with that said, Rachel, let's get into some of the negatives. I need to talk about special teams. I mean, I don't want to, but they were horrible this game. I think collectively the power play and the penalty kill just killed momentum. I mean, put them in tough situations. This is something that we've seen consistently, but in a situation like this, when you were so close to tying it and pushing it to overtime or even, you know, taking a lead, I mean, that four minute power play, it just looked like it deflated the the. Flyers. What did they have? One shot on goal. Yes, the entire yes. four minutes. <laughs> Unacceptable. Just I, yeah, and I mean, I'm not even trying to be picky and say like I want you know no perimeter shots like just shots on goal. Just put the puck on net and see what happens. But then the penalty kill went over two. I mean they they let the devil score twice on them, and the devil's power play is not good. It's not good at all, and the penalty kill couldn't even stop that. So it's just frustrating especially so early on in the game when the Flyers did not look like they came to play at all. There was also a moment, and we've heard a lot about it. It seems like we're always hearing about it. You know, the Flyers needing someone to to fight, to stick up for their teammates. Travis Sanheim ended up being that player in this game. And did you feel like after he he stepped up and, and fought, did you feel like the Flyers came back with any type of passion or energy or nope it that energy did not happen until much later in the game I I felt like it had zero effect we I mean we've seen this before when Oscar Limblom fought so or you could say anytime uh, Moran fights it's just for everyone saying that I just feel like I mean how many more of these moments do you need before you just stop saying it it's just so frustrating but you're absolutely right to me it didn't seem like the Flyers actually woke up and and started to play until they were at le- they were down by three goals at that point. 
And then you started to see some life. And we saw the fourth line, which is always nice to see them get in, uh, get a goal, but always special when Oscar scores. Um, they get on the board. And then Jackson Cates got his first NHL point off that play. And then we started to see guys get their skates up under them. And then Phil Myers uh, scored to put them only down by one. Thank God he got a goal this season because I was going to be real upset if he went the entire season without a single goal. Mm, yep. <laughs> Ends a 44-game drought, which is just crazy to say. It, I, yeah, that was tough. I mean, I, when you think of Myers, you don't think a goal scorer, but you would like to see a little bit more offense from your defenseman, and it's just been a very tough uh, season for him. I would also say a t- kind of a tough game for him. He got that goal, but then he also had a really bad defensive play that put the Devils up again after the Flyers tied it the first time and they tied it off the Claude Giroux goal. Um, and then, yeah, Connor Carrick gets a goal, which when Connor Carrick scores, I mean, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, then, oh, that guy. Right. <laughs> y- yeah, exactly. Um, then Couturier ties it up, but that was very quickly. Uh, the Devils f- scored very quickly after that to put it up 5 4. And it was at this moment where I felt like. <laughs> I like I was convinced, Rachel, before I think a a previous mailbag you asked uh, or it was asked if we would re-sign Elliot. You said no. I said I could be convinced and I I would just not want to play him a a lot after this game. Yeah, no, I'm not. I would not offer Elliot a contract next season. It's just I appreciate you coming over to the right side of history. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this game definitely solidified that for me. So a game like last night's, I feel like would have been the perfect game uh, to talk about or to stream on Locker Room, just because we could all, it, it, I mean, it was not a great game, but with all the goals back and forth, I, I just felt like in a community like that, that would be really fun. And if you don't know what Locker Room is, Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations around any league. You'll find fans just like you, Flyers fans, on Locker Rooms, for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find Locked On hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. You'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues, and we cannot wait to join you all on the app. We'll be sure to let you know once we have a Locked On Flyers room and we're live. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. You know, Rachel, it wouldn't be one of our episodes if we didn't stop and talk about Built Bar. And... You know, for those who have been listening for a long time, you already know. But for those who might not know, Built Bars are one of my favorite protein bars. I truly feel like they're the best tasting protein bar out on the market right now. They are a soft protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. And they are so good and they have so many different flavors. So you never really get bored of a single flavor. I mean, right now they have 18 out and they have something for everyone, whether you like chocolate, chocolate with nuts or any nut free flavors. The best part, though, is that they're healthy. 
They're great if you're looking to lose or maintain weight while you're having that delicious treat. I can't believe how they manage to make something that's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber taste so good. And if you're on a special diet like keto, these will fit right in. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Rachel. So moving on from last night's game, some big news uh, came out this week, and it is the second part of the NHL's TV deal. So we talked about the first part where the NHL, their like A part of their deal was met with um, ESPN. And now the second part is going to be with Turner Sports. So starting in 2021 and the 2022 season, Turner Sports will act as the second national partner for the league after ESPN, airing national games during the regular season and showing the Stanley Cup final for three of those seven seasons. And remember, ESPN is um, showing the Stanley Cup final for four of the seven seasons. So uh, games will uh, be televised primarily on TNT including the Stanley Cup final games. TBS will also carry games, while HBO Max will be included in the deal in some capacity. A lot of uh, sources are reporting. This is wild. I am <laughs> I'm partially scared and partially excited about it, but I feel like Turner has such a different kind of creativity in their sports broadcasts, especially all the NBA stuff they do, and I hope they bring that kind of energy. Well, you are in luck. It's been said that um, they are looking to have like really cool, like putting the same energy that they put in for the NBA games into the NHL games. So um, it says that uh, ESPN and Turner, like while ESPN has some um, hockey talent in-house, both networks, ESPN and Turner, are essentially building new teams to present the sport. ESPN is believed to be taking some major swings soon by going after some bigger name analysts and potential Hockey Hall of Famers, similar to how the NBA broadcast features some former players. So I think with that, both of them are trying to branch out, do something new to help grow and and entice a, a larger audience. So I think you're in luck there, Rachel. I agree with you. I'm a little nervous. I honestly, and this is going to sound so ridiculous, but I didn't know about Turner Sports. I normally watch, I, I just watch um, the Sixers. So a lot of that is on um, NBC Philly. Right. So I, I don't know a lot of their big, bigger name, you know, national partners and how their production anyway. So I'm really looking forward to see that how they do in in the playoffs because of course I'll be watching the Sixers in the playoffs so I'll try to tune in to see what they can do but this is really exciting and to me the seven-year deal is is a little long but this is a big upgrade from you know what the NHL had before yeah I I hope so I you know obviously I won't know until I see it but I think there's a few things I'll be looking for I'm very interested in this talent acquisition that they're talking about, whether it's going to be big name former players for the sake of them being big name former players or whether they actually have talent as analysts, because the translation doesn't always happen. I think we've Mm -hmm. gotten lucky a few times. And as I've said before, you know, I think Brian Boucher is 
an excellent analyst, and I think goaltenders do make excellent analysts simply because they have a unique perspective on the game that they've watched from one end of the ice and can see how plays develop and can kind of translate that into a broadcast career. So I'm hoping that whoever they're going to be going after can actually talk about the game effectively and make it accessible for new fans and longtime fans, which is a hard balance to strike. But I really hope they can do it. I hope they can get more diverse in who they're choosing, have more women involved. I I think that it's just, you know, having different faces and different voices there will just, I think, kickstart the game in a way that we haven't seen in a long time. So I'm really hoping for that. That would be amazing. Like, especially the more diversity with like women I just don't know if I I see that as a possibility. I'm hoping for it. My fingers are crossed, but I don't know if I'm <laughs> if I if I think that it could happen. Um, well, and that's the tough part about it, right? Because we we know from watching the NHL is that they tend to be very conservative about things in a like non risk taking way. So it, it could be more of same old same old. But if I see Pierre next season, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm preparing myself for the worst, so he is, (laughs) I expect to see him. But I I wonder if, and I I hope that both of these, ESPN and Turner Sports, I hope that they don't, like, pigeonhole some of these broadcasters in. Like, I I want them to try new things, but I, I don't want them to be, to, like, force it. Like, if it's just not working out, I want them to try to switch it up, find someone that does fit so that they can get the best quality broadcaster or in, in like, the best quality broadcast with good chemistry that knows the sports, that's able to explain the sports for fans who have been watching for a long time, but also newer fans that need maybe a little primer, a little explanation. I really do hope that, and I think that's possible if they go broader and go diverse, but that's always the... The, the hope. I don't know if that's the the goal for them, but hopefully it is. I'm, I'm going to try to go in there with a positive mindset, but also prepare for the worst, but be positive if that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally get it. And the other main thing that I'm looking to see is how they're going to distribute the games, both live air and streaming, just to see you know, if they're going to sort of consolidate where games are available and I won't have to go to five different sources to get all the Flyers games. Yeah, that's one of my bigger concerns because normally I just use NHL TV, which is will be moot uh, once this kicks in. So I'll be really interested to see where where we're supposed to go to find games. And, and hopefully it is just one place instead of five different ones, for sure. Especially for you. The New York <laughs> broadcast, is it's tough. So one of the, I don't know if you would say positives, maybe negatives with the Flyers being um, out of the playoffs is that, you know, now we have more free time to watch a lot of different games. And going down into the playoffs, there's going to be a lot of key matchups. And there are tons of you know, possible playoff matchups every night in the NHL. And so now is the best time to decide what bets you're thinking of making in the regular season and for the playoffs. And the perfect place to go is to our friends at Bet Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. 
And there's not just hockey. There's so many other sports to choose from. The NBA, baseball, golf, soccer, whatever you want, they're going to have it. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, which is great if you love reality competition shows like I do. You can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. All right, Rachel. So before we wrap up, let's get into our mailbag. Just a few questions. And just a reminder for everyone, if you want to send in questions, please do. We have mailbag every Wednesday. Tweet us any of your questions on Twitter or uh, via email. All right. So the first question is, with the season wrapping up for the Flyers within the next two weeks, I want to get your opinion on Sean Couturier and his season that he's had so far. It's a really interesting case with him because it's very clear that he's had a nagging injury all season Mm. long. And so he's not at his best. That being said, I feel like when they've put together that line of him and Giroux and Voracek, they do step it up. And I've seen really strong play from Couturier when as a collective unit, they decide to get it together and put the game on their shoulders And I think that's a good thing. And I think that he's constantly working hard. He's constantly battling. But that just the output isn't going to reflect what you might expect from him overall, especially as a Selkie winner. Uh, You know, you obviously expect a little bit more from a scoring perspective, even though that shouldn't be what the Selkie is about. It kind of is. So I think that overall, he's been doing... Not as well as I would have hoped, but I I don't think it's, it's as bad as like a disaster either. Yeah, I agree with you. I definitely um, think that there's a nagging injury that's going on. And I do also agree that it's, it's not the worst thing that's happening on this team. Like it's like the team isn't where they are just because of Couturier's play. That's for sure. But it is a bit concerning to me just because I did expect a little bit more from him even though he is always one of the three players that when you need him to step up, he does. I just would have preferred that production, that playmaking ability, all of that to happen before it gets to the point where it's like you need a goal from him and you get one. It's just kind of you would prefer that just steady production. But maybe I'm just being a little bit too needy with Couturier. I don't know. It's just... 
I don't think so at all. I think it's perfectly reasonable to expect him to do more, right? Yeah. And obviously, I know we're going to find out after the season's yeah. over just how bad this injury stuff has been nagging him and really what effect it's had on him. You know, that being said, 21 points in 38 games, is just, it's not enough from him. It's not enough, especially with him being or him supposed to being the best skater on the team. I think that's not fair to, to say that he was or he is expected to be the best skater on the team. Um, but yeah, we'll see. That's definitely something I'm going to look out for is to see what's going on with Couturier. Yeah, I should uh, mention that was at even strength, those points. Fair. So I, I just think that if you're a two-way player, you should be much stronger at even strength. All right, next question. Uh, a question that hurts me. This week, Cole Caulfield made his NHL debut. And before the end of the season, we're expecting Cam York to make his NHL debut. So with that said, looking at them this season, uh, with what you know now about both players, the needs for the Flyers, how do you feel about the draft and, and drafting York over Caulfield? This is tough because... It's too early. It's definitely too early to make any decisions about, you know, hindsight on this pick. There's definitely excitement over Cole Caulfield. I wanted Cole Caulfield at the time. He was scoring goals like crazy. You know, he won the Hobie Baker Award in college and had a very successful season with Wisconsin. You know, I I think that he's everything he's built to be. He's played one NHL game at the time of this recording. So, you know, I don't want to get overhyped about him. That being said, Cam York is a really, really strong defenseman. The Flyers need a guy like him at this moment who can QB the power play. And, I, you know, I think as far as the Flyers go, Cam York is a good pick for the time that we are in right now. Yeah, you know, I guess with this question, I wasn't really looking to say, like, what do you think their NHL projection would be? Looking at where the Flyers are now, looking at their needs, do you still go, like, how do you feel about the pick? I think, personally, I'd still go with Caulfield. I wanted him when the Flyers were able to draft him. And I think that that'll always be how I feel, I think, just because a lot of that stems from, well, the draft before, if they would have picked Andre, they wouldn't have need it all I always say this I'm not going to say it again but I do think that you're right in the fact that the Flyers do need a a defenseman to come up to you know take over that position on the power play and Cam gives them that opportunity I also think that um Tyson Forrester eases some of the the Mm -hmm. the pain in, in seeing Cole be as as exactly as advertised um, as he continues his way uh, to make it to the NHL. Like I said, I still think I feel the same way, but it doesn't hurt as bad because, I mean, the Flyers need a power play guy and, and they need a guy like Cam, who they have. And, you know, we do have our goal scorer in Tyson Forrester. So, yeah, he's a shoot first guy. And so and that's what Cole Caulfield is. So they're, they're not going to be the same player, but Flyers have somebody who at least thinks that way. All right. Last question. It's a two parter. Uh, will you watch the playoffs? And is there anyone you're excited to see? Yeah, I, I will. I, I think I'm just excited to watch some of the other divisions more. 
and mm-hmm. just kind of get excited about some of those teams. I want to watch the Florida Panthers, I think, yeah. more than any other team because I've seen them half of one game this season, <laughs> and they seem to be something special right now. And so that is the main team I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm going to end up watching the playoffs, and I think I'm really excited to see Minnesota just because I've watched one Minnesota game, and it was very fun. So I know they probably won't make it far, but I'm I'm in it to to watch them ha- as far as they go. So that's I think where the team I'm gonna tune in for. Our Flyers fun thing, not a ton of fun things going on <laughs> with the Flyers, but of course we had to highlight Phil Myers' only goal, first goal of the season. <laughs> he finally got it, and it was a it was a good goal. It was a Phil goal. So uh, we have that. With that said, thank you guys so much for listening to today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow with any news and Flyers updates. Dig a little into Kevin Hayes and then, of course, start our draft prep. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. We have mailbags every Wednesday. Send us in your questions on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers or at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle. You can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sports with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.